welcome to the fifth, fifth episode of the Geezer Way podcast. Today we have myself, Adam, Amitai, and Efrat, all of who have been previous guests on the, the Geezer Way podcast. And today we're going to be talking about account management. But first, Efrat and Amitai are coming to us from a special location. Where are you guys at? Okay, so we're actually sitting by the pool outside of a magnificent villa in Crete, where we're actually holding the first historical um, Gizra Workation Week. We have and what and what the hell is that? So a workation is um, a time that you take to to work, but in a vacation style. Um, location okay you take some days off and you just use them to work and we use them to work together with uh, people that we don't get to meet every day because we're working remotely most of the time most of us and just we took this day and we took this villa we booked it a few months ago and we invited everyone in Gizra who could join us to join us in this workation week so we have um, seven people here uh, we came here yesterday, and we expect um, a fabulous week. And it's perfect. It's perfect. It's really perfect. My, my notion of workation is slightly different. I didn't bring my computer, or at least that's what I tell everybody. <laughs> 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 so, no, it's, it's actually a, love, a lot of fun. So instead of bugging people in Slack, you're just, you know, leaning over. And my favorite part is you can actually hear everybody's I don't know, what's the sound that you make when you see something stupid or something annoying <laughs> like that? Oh. So you don't get it when you're remote. You don't hear those feelings and suddenly you're, ah, people. <laughs> yeah, what happened? <laughs> no, but it's, it's wonderful. We're constantly eating. There's a pool and it's absolutely perfect. So. And when I first got on the line, there were roosters in the background. So I hope we hear some again. Yeah, yeah, sure right now you might hear uh, the water circulating in the pool. It's like it's truly going to be a very chilled out podcast from our perspective. <laughs> yeah, let's hope that we could stay focused. Great. So we want to talk a little bit about account management. Uh, here at Gizra, we actually have a couple new account managers. So we're thinking about how we train and how we introduce the, the idea of account management. Um, so maybe we should start about, like, how do we see this role of, of account manager? I'll start, maybe. Um, so I think like everything in the Gizra way, which uh, very often I tell people that the Gizra way is what you believe it is in that specific morning uh, and any changes it evolves so it's definitely something that kind of changed changes and evolved uh, from I remember for the first day that uh, I met a frat uh, in the days that she was an account manager and I think one of my first sentences was I don't really know what an account manager is and let's wing it uh, and we definitely winged it for good and for worse. Um, nowadays, nowadays, I have a more concrete uh, understanding of what an account management is or also uh, what it isn't. 
I think in account management, what we call, we say account management, you, you know, for people outside of Gizra, you can call it product, ma product, project owner, manager. Pr project manager, product owner, whatever. It's that person that is sitting somewhere between the clients and the developers and it's probably the person taking uh, all the heat. And I think one of the things that that person should not be doing is what I call moving sand from one place to another. That is, you know, you can see it in the, in the issue queue. We are using GitHub, so the client is talking, so the account manager is just tagging the right developer. The developer is answering, the account manager is kind of translating it uh, to, the, to the client. And, and, it, and it's right to a certain extent, but there is a limit. And the limit, you can really see it when it's being crossed, when you see those really long issues, when all the issues are quadrupled than what they should be. So for me, an account manager nowadays, is somebody who really has the capability, well, they need to have a lot of capabilities, but they need to have the capability of zooming in and zooming out, zooming in into that specific problematic area that the developer is facing or that the client needs, but being able also to zoom out and say, listen, guys and girls, we're like, we're, we're dealing with things we don't need to deal or we definitely not we shouldn't deal more than four hours, six hours, whatever it is. So the account manager is not just about translation and, you know, making sure that the communication is being done, but it's really taking a lead at the project and being the person to actually decide uh, with all the difficulty because they're not necessarily technical or not as technical as the developers. They're surely... Uh, don't have as much understanding about the specific business case of the client and yet they are the person that needs to give the answers. So I think for me, if I had to like summarize it, that's the person that gives the answers, whether they are very certain about it or even they're, if they're not certain about it and it's fine to say I'm not certain about it, but let's take this path and they should, and they should uh, lead this path. And obviously it's easier said than, than done, right? The minute the developer tells you, yeah, but in my computer, this and this and that, what can they do? Well, they have a few things that they can do, but it's a hard problem. But as always, I like to say, if it was easy, then everybody would do it. Yeah. Uh, so, and, so that, yeah. And, and one of the, I, I think one of the things that's interesting about the, interesting or schizophrenic, I'm not sure which, about the, the way in which we do things. And you said it at the beginning was, we have, we don't really distinguish between account management, project management, product ownership, Name your other your other terms for bringing a project to fruition, and that's hard in some ways because it actually puts a lot of pressure on our account managers or a lot of responsibility on our, our account managers. But it's also good because, like you said, a, pr a project manager can have the tendency of just moving that sand. And then if your job is moving the sand and somebody else, else's job is, is interacting with the, the client and someone else's job is owning the, the, the vision of the prod, product, then there's a lot of chance for some of that sand to slip through the cracks into, into different places. And that doesn't happen here. We may get overburdened, but, but that slippage doesn't, doesn't happen as much. Also, another point of view on the same role, and I see it now, you know, in my role as Gizra's director, is that I see the account manager as almost um, person that is responsibility for Gizra's revenue. 
actually for actually creating um, the value that we promise our customers in the sales pitch and creating the value that for us, for Gizra, for my work. So it's, it's like a role that has a lot of internal responsibility, but also like I picture it's like someone who like we have like you have when you have a stream of water, okay, so like the, the, the developer's talent is a stream of water or the, the, the money that comes in from, from the project. But the way to make sure that it reaches the end is if you direct it, if you don't let just just let it flow, you know, you don't just let it go about its own way, but you do let it stream, okay? So, so you keep it going, you keep it streaming, you keep it obstacle-free, but you keep directing it into the end, into where you want it to go. So it's, it's, um, it's not an easy task to do, especially if you're not experienced. So it takes a lot of, I think, actual experience to be able to foresee um, obstacles that could come along the way and to avoid them. Um, but um, I feel this is what a really good account manager in Israel is doing. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would even put it in, in less nicer words and I, I would call it upsailing yeah. uh, in the sense also. that, also. And, and I agree, I, I mean, I see it for myself, you know, I'm, I've, you know, I've moved uh, to, to another apartment, like uh, another house uh, about a year ago and, you know, every few months you find another thing that you need to see and whatnot. And, like you find your, I don't know, your service provider that's uh, your handyman that is fixing something, it's very likely you're asking for the second, for the second thing, and for the and for if the third, good. If, yeah. if they're good, right? Because you already trust them. You say, okay, you did well in the first job or the totally. second job. So in a, in a sense, the account manager, the account manager, first just by they just by their doing their first job of the project managing well is already doing the upsell. But the second, and I think for me, it's like a second step. Not every, I don't expect necessarily that everybody would be able to do it. I think it requires another cert certain talent uh, of, you know, kind of a markety uh, approach. That it's right. not necessarily that every good account manager will have also this marketing uh, approach. Marketing skills? You know, I, I challenge that thought because what I found, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not true, but, but if you don't have the skill to upsell something, you usually would not have the skill to really understand your client needs and to really lead, lead the client even in, with what they already bought from you. Yeah. Because it, it requires um, a certain amount of first understanding, second, to, to, um, you know, to, to be uh, empathic towards your client and, and third of all, to lead it. And if you're not able to lead it and to be empathic and to also have some insight, usually you will not do such a great job even as a project manager all right good i, I hope it's right because i would <laughs> I like everybody so. to do upsells so yeah yeah and i think i think also maybe not surprisingly i i have a, a slightly different take on upselling that i i think the way we approach projects has to do with what we put on to a project manager you know, we, we rarely put ourselves in the situation where we have uh, a giant project that incorporates everything. And we try to sign that, you know, quarter million dollar deal that, you know, does everything right up front because it's just not the way we work. It's not the way we approach a project. So it requires our project managers to say, stop, 
you know, let's deal with just this thing and then we'll deal with the next thing later. We'll deal with that, with that other thing. So it's, it's actually a process of downselling from the beginning and then gradually onboarding a client to say, you know, okay, now let's go on with this. And now let's go on in maintaining that relationship instead of front loading the relationship at the deal part of it and saying like, you know, we're going to be there for you. We're awesome. We're going to be great. And then it all falls apart, but that's okay. Cause we've got the quarter million dollar contract. We'll deliver you some steaming pile of crap and we're done and we're out of here. Rather, we'd like to make that quarter million dollars, but we'd like to make it over time delivering a, a product that you're happy with. In yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you. I think what you mentioned is the technique. I mean, this is, I also have this saying, I tell clients on the first, you know, even on the, on my pitch, I always tell them, I want to take all your money. I think you all heard me <laughs> telling it to clients. I tell them, I want all your money. And in order to do that, I want your project to be successful. So indeed, as you're saying, and this is, I think, uh, our approach to projects, it's always has been, let's try to reduce it, either to reduce it to the essence or reduce it to something that uh, we are able, ta somewhat tangible, that we are able to point at what's the beginning, what's the end, and avoid the, the mess that is quite often associated with the IT projects. So what do we do? How do we do that? Or how do we get project managers to, uh, to do that, to reach goals? Amitai and I have had this conversation before, I think, in, in another podcast even, the difference between saying no or saying yes, but. And how do we, you know, how do, what, are, what are the techniques that we use to, to get to that point? So I, I think if, if I can... Uh, um, and talk about what the example that you gave. This is something that actually Rachel wrote in an email to everybody. I don't even remember exactly what was the mm -hmm. context, but I really liked it because she talked about, you know, achieving to, to get, you know, to the essence and to mm -hmm. the project. And she mentioned, and it was the first time that I've actually uh, noticed it so clearly how when a client asks uh, me, uh, asks me personally like if I'm there in the room and they're asking me can we have this feature my first reaction is no exclamation mark or if I'm nice just a period <laughs> but it's always a no and and she mentioned that that Adam would always answer yes but why do you need it and it's like this, uh, two sides of the coin of the same coin in the sense that our goal is the same goal. It's just about uh, how you put it into words. Mm -hmm. And for me, it, it, it made it even clear the fact that um, everybody should put their own personality in, in, in what they do. And this is why I always say the Gijwa way is kind of what you think of the Gijwa way it is. Also in development, you know, some developers will write the code in a somewhat certain way and others in a different kind of way. Even, even though we want to get, uh, you know, uh, uh, unanimous uh, looking code, in the end, you kind of know how people are writing the stuff and we're trying to mold it uh, to look quite, uh, quite the same. I think also about account managing, you know, some people ha have a more free spirit or let's say, or a certain relation with the client that allows for this uh, free scope. Others are into the nitty gritty uh, uh, stuff and for me it's, it's okay as long as it's okay I mean we've seen cases where the account management wasn't okay either it was too free either it was too much into the nitty-gritty details applying a developer mindset into account managing which is basically 
trying to look for every possible edge case and that's definitely wrong. So it's kind of hard for me to define it. I, I know, and this is again, uh, if, if I may quote myself, I think I always quote myself for that specific sentence is that for me in the end, the Gizra way is about having this gut feeling about what, what is right or wrong. It's not necessarily this exhaustive wiki or book or what we're, what we're doing. And obviously we, you, we, you can be wrong, that's fine. But it's this gut feeling, and am I doing it right or am I going in the wrong direction? So every person have their own, I don't know, uh, point of view on an experience and everybody can, can have slightly different path as long as the goal, as long as that thing, the horizon that we're working to is the same horizon, which is a successful project with the whole broad uh, definition of a successful project. Yeah, and I think if you had to put a feeling on or a, a label on that gut feeling, I would say it has something to do with value, which is another thing that Rachel wrote about in one of her, her blog posts, that if you're getting value out of this, and that value can come in a lot of shapes and forms, but if you're getting value out of this, it's probably worth doing. If you're not getting any value of it, you know, your gut's probably going to tell you it's not, it's not right. Yeah. Um, I also think that sometimes for long-term projects, it's hard for a, an account manager to really assess where he's standing with the client because there are not many um, um, deadlines or not, not many breakpoints. And what I found is that usually if trust exists in a relationship with a client, you're usually good. Like if you can get the client to not think about you as a provider that is looking out to get uh, the least amount of work done and to get away with the money. Uh, and it's sometimes hard to get with a client to a, to a trusting point. But the earlier you do that, the, the, the more certain you can be about your ability to lead this project um, successfully. So it's always a question I ask myself. In inter Let's say for now, when Noam left, Noam was an account manager in Gizra for two weeks. He left now. We still two years. For? For two years, for not two for two years. weeks. For two years, yeah. It so was like, so fun. It, it felt like two weeks. It yeah. felt like, yeah, it was great. And, and, and he left and we, because of the holidays, we didn't get to, to hire a new one. So I found myself like, you know, managing clients, um, just ad hoc and and what I was trying to feel with each of the clients is do they trust me can I get them to trust me and some of them I really had to, to, to do some work in the emails to to obtain this trust before moving forward because I felt that if this is lacking then we can't move forward some of them we can really say that are not trusting us yes or not trusting us as much as we want I mean we always say the Gizra way and one would could imagine that all the clients love us and we love all the clients. I mean, that's definitely not the case. We are like every other company uh, out there. And I think that Frat is really right that the account manager's role is super important in that part. One of the things mm -hmm. that, uh, that we've discussed in the past is how we bring our own fears to the table. I, I know that I'm one to be blamed about it. Like. You know, I've seen so many projects. I've been a developer or a team lead. I know like the technical difficulties and you're, and you're coming and you're starting the conversation with, you know, a potential lead. They don't know you yet. And you start with the all, with all the ifs. Yeah. yeah, we go with that, but 
you know, as if you were a lawyer, beware of this and that and that and that. And in the end, it's really that relation about the trust, which is, you know, kind of the account manager's ability of saying, all right, I know all the internal struggle that we have. Let me put, I don't know if, uh, even to call it a mask. It's not necessarily a mask, but let me put my proper uh, account manager facing the client uh, hat, at least, let's call it and not bring all, all my fear to the tables. Although, although some clients are really demanding it. I mean, some clients mm-hmm. are really looking everything. So uh, your miles may vary <laughs> according to the specific client you're dealing with. Yeah. Also, another technique that I found, I think we spoke about it already, is there's a lot uh, about account management that is very similar to parenting a toddler. Okay, so, and, and, you know, sometimes everything is great and you sit, you know by the bedside and read bedtime stories and everything is really nice and sometimes you get the, the temper yeah, tantrums and, and and this is where you need to lead but you need to lead in a way that you keep the trust intact and, and you know it's hard um, and this is a skill that you practice as a parent and I often use the skill set um, with like when I'm managing clients and I find it super effective yeah I mean just just to add to that and also to what I said about bringing my, my, um, my own fears, I think up until recently, like in the past few years, I was kind of looking for the account managers that would be some kind of a reflection of, you know, Brice or myself, like, we know how to do account managing, we're proficient with technology. But mm-hmm. there's also a downside to that of being proficient with technology, or at least I I mean, nowadays I either, uh, you know, I hardly do any account managing, but if I do some account managing and I hardly do any development, but if I do, account, uh, if I do development, I really uh, take extra steps to make sure that they are separated, that you as the account manager is also not you as the team lead. Because then those, this, what I'm calling about bringing your fear is more prominent because you're you're running too many things inside your head when you're just the account managers, not just like with air quotes, when you're mm-hmm. just the account managers and you're not thinking technology, you are able to look at things uh, much more clearly without mm-hmm. doing this zoom out, without, you know, when you're thinking on technical stuff, you're constantly being dragged into the technical uh, areas which are important but are not necessarily critical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the for me the the lead responsibility for or not responsibility probably the best technique for uh, an account manager is around this idea of translating technical issues to um, to real life stories and to help the client understand what it what a technical issue is and how it gets resolved and what what the tasks are that are related to this i i think that um you know in in as you said you can't really do both you can't have your head in in both worlds but you can try to straddle them and you know one of the techniques that i've always found really useful is is actually drill down to those stories uh, by an issue an issue by issue basis. So I, I was just doing this on Friday afternoon. We were uh, my brain was fried from the from the week, and we just sort of sat down and did some issues together. And I always find like if you can do two things in an issue, 
you can almost always describe. You don't always need to do this, and it's not like always the right right path. But if you can do these things, you can usually uncomplicate something. One is to tell a user story, some sort of users. It doesn't need to be the, you know, as a blank, I need to blank so that I can blank in a world that blanks. That's helpful. You can use that, but you know, just something that you know tells the story in in real words about what needs to be done. That helps you tell the client what it is that, that you're gonna be doing here. And then, and sometimes the harder part for an account manager who doesn't have the, the technical background either in the specific technology or in general, is to actually write the task list. Like these are the things that a developer is gonna do on this particular task. And you may be wrong, like totally wrong, but at least you're trying to work through like what is the developer going to do here? And that helps create a rubber road situation with the developer so that they can say, oh, I understand what I'm supposed to do, or no, you've got this totally wrong. This is how I would, would tackle that. I, I agree, but in the end, when we're looking at Gizra itself, I think as much as we tried, we never really formalized uh, we never really formalize this user story or task breaking. In the end, it still relies on, you know, the account manager and the team leads kind of understanding what needs to be done. Uh, I think what you're suggesting is kind of a technique or an exercise uh, of, getting, of getting that understanding because in the end, if you try, from my perspective, you try to formalize it too much, this is again the sand moving. Like, uh, you're... And we can see how ridiculous sometimes user stories are, not on Gizra project. Uh, in order to log in as a user, I need to click log in. And like, you know, just for the sake of putting it in, 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 that, in that pattern. Uh, but indeed, I think it's important for us if we're thinking about how to onboard new account managers, is indeed find those, those techniques and find those exercises to, to, to get them to the point where they're feeling quite comfortable with understanding that it's a total chaos in the end and you, you need to constantly uh, react to it. Okay, so this brings me to another technique that um, I'm using and to another phenomenon that I th think that we have in Gizra is that we, we are privileged enough to work with developers that are um, like extremely professional and high, highly skilled and are very trustworthy. So sometimes as an account manager, when I tackle some issue that is not trivial as just a login, sometimes I would ask the lead developer to create that task list just to make sure that I understand it technically in a way that I can translate it to the client. Like I'm not even thinking about creating it myself, but I'm just using it as a communication tool with the developer because I trust them so much. And, and sometimes I do have questions and we work it out and we talk about it and then after discussing it with the developer, um, then I'm able to feel more confident about taking it back to the client. Dafka, like using the, the skills of the developers. I have, I, I'll steal a question from you, Adam, even though you're the podcast host, because Fred just said about really trusting the developers, which is a notion I definitely have, until, the, until you reach the point that you don't trust. Not because they're lying, because they're developers and it works on my machine and been there, done that, you know, all the stuff. And I think this is one of the hardest part for an account manager. And 
if I'm if I'm asking the question is how to how to deal with that like how to deal with the uncertainty of like you're hearing you're hearing about a problem you trust your it's your team lead let's say you really trust your team lead he's mm -hmm. telling you no I cannot optimize it it's not working on my machine and we need to rewrite for 50 hours uh -huh. you know everything uh -huh. that we hear what do you need to do an account manager when when do you understand you have a problem yes yeah, so I think this goes back to no, go no, ahead, no, you go ahead please um, it goes back to a gut feeling because, you know, as an account manager, you kind of get a feeling where something gets complicated. Like you expect it to be ready by this and that, and it's not, and then you expect it to be ready on the next one, and then it's not, okay? So you, you obviously know that you have a problem. Um, I would usually pull somebody else into the picture, like maybe Amitai as the CTO, uh, maybe some other um, team lead or developer that is highly skilled in this. Just because, and I, usually, and I tell developers and I tell team leads, sometimes you're just stuck in your own issue and just having someone from outside look at it with you will help resolve it. Also, I also believe that this person is, is probably highly stressed about it. They don't feel good about it and I, I want to help them. I want to help them solve it. So it's the best help that I can provide is pulling somebody else's time um, to do that. Adam, how do you how do you do that? So I just um, I just watched the the solo Star Wars movie for for the first time finally, and there's a line in there about uh, don't trust anyone, then you'll never be disappointed. And I think that that's a harsh way of saying it, but it's the the, tr the truth is that I think you you have to you have to be able to trust yourself, and if you can't trust yourself, then you need to you need to get to that. It's not that it's not that I don't trust. I think that you you actually have to trust developers because they're they're the ones doing the heavy lifting in the end. Um, but if you don't understand it, then there's no way that you can you can explain it to the client. There's no way you can understand the value of it to the client. You don't need to understand the the letters of the code, but you you do need to understand what's uh, what's happening there. So it's why I would say you know the technique that that Efrat suggested of, of having a, a developer write the test. It, it's as long as that's starting the dialogue, that's that's fine. But the dialogue has to end with the project manager understanding what's what's going on so that they can uh, translate that. I can tell you from my perspective, because oftentimes, indeed, like uh, issues are escalated to me. So my way of looking at things is, it's very related to many talks that we already had about time boxing and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. if I'd hear something that was escalated after two hours, why are you even bugging me? Like give it, I don't know, four more hours, whatever it is. If mm -hmm. it's so, so complicated, it probably needs eight hours. I don't know. But then sometimes you see things like I hear about really weird things and developers have already accumulatedly lost 12 hours between them. And my immediate reaction is it shouldn't be. All right. So let me dive in, not in order to make it now 24 hours. Let me dive in. And the way I say is I'll approach, you know, I'll ping the developer or tell them, listen, I believe you. Now I want to see it with my own eyes. That's a super like this is super critical critical things we tell everybody. Uh, mm -hmm. This is about what you said about uh, having trust. I trust the developer that they saw it, but I don't believe until I've seen it 
for my own eyes. And this is also about, uh, you know, uh, we, we had a situation where I suggested something and as a reply, I got a comment explaining me why it wouldn't work. And this is the case of saying, all right, you have to try things. You have to see things with your own eyes. You know, I, I, often I, I get questions from either developers or even clients. Um, why do you think the system behaved that way? And I'm like, I would, I would, I, how would I know? I'm not a compiler, I'm not a computer. I have no way of doing that. Going in, the way of going in is not with pinzetta. Uh, no, how do you say? I don't know. I know the Hebrew word as uh, mm -hmm. tweezers. It's not with tweezers going in slightly, but it's with a chainsaw. You know, cutting down big chunks and asking, is it working now or isn't working? Mm -hmm. and, and 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 finding those things. And for me, this is again when it's escalated from a technical. And but we're talking about the account managers. Mm -hmm. So for the account managers, and this is maybe the gut feeling and 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 and, and um, getting it by example is. Things should be as complicated as they should be. If I need to see a link saying uh, favorite, it cannot be one month. It cannot be three weeks. Mm -hmm. It needs to be between three hours to two days to three days. I don't know, right? Something in between. You have a decoupled, uh, headless Drupal. You, you need a few more days. But that's, but that's it. Yeah. So this is the you're getting of, and, and it's really connected in the end, I think we've built a nice uh, hierarchy over here. Where is the value? I mean, sometimes, I mean, you know it as well, we all know it. Sometimes things are way harder than they uh, appear to be. I mm -hmm. want to do a uh, login with another site. Well, this is a big architecture change. You won't see anything visually on the UI, but we now need four weeks of, mm -hmm. of rewrite. But those are really, really, really special cases. You hardly have, you hardly have uh, those issues. Sometimes, you know, a machine is not working. Something is, is not working. You know, today I've been working on, on a bug and I realized, oh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I need to go deep. Like <laughs> I need to put uh, my diving mics. I need to go deep. Or as I did say, fuck it. I mean, it's not worth it. That tiny bug, it's not worth right now investing so much time and it's fine. I mean, in the end, it's internet sites, uh, you know, as, as good as we want them to be, sometimes uh, they don't need to be perfect. Certainly when budget is almost always or always an issue. So you're mm -hmm. saying either I'm gonna invest my time over here or over here. So the account managers out there that are listening is, Look at the issue that you have. What are the words over there? Don't read the technical. What's, what's the user story? What's the feature that you're asking? Break it down into smaller ones if it's possible. And then it becomes much easier to understand uh, if, you know, if somebody, if the developers are going in the wrong direction. Yeah. And you... When you talk about escalation, it reminds me that the, there's techniques that are proactive for an account manager, but equally as important are the skills or the techniques that are reactive to situations because projects bleed. They, they bleed all the time, and the role of an account manager is to stop the bleeding and to stop the bleeding as, as quickly as possible so you don't lose the patient. Yeah, and recognizing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds weird, but... Uh... You know, also as uh, as a paramedic, I remember when I studied like 
doing stuff. So they tell you, yeah, there's the bleeding that you can see, but you know, the bleeding can be in the back as well, on the bottom. You need to shove your hands inside and maybe it's dark. You need, you need to sense your hand. You need to smell whatever it takes in order to understand the bleeding. So maybe it's again a harsh correlation, but I think sometimes uh, understanding the bleeding, that's, that's the difficult part, which is more related to a business business part because we all know it this magnificent feature everybody was working on and it actually worked nicely according to the time box just in order to to realize we didn't need it uh, in the first part that's you know that's a bleeding that's it's without mm -hmm. blood but it's a severe it's severe uh, bleeding so i think that's that's really the responsibility mm -hmm. of account manager and doing that can surely gain trust uh, with, with the client. Mm -hmm. That's a great place to end with a really visceral analogy to, uh, to, to bodily bleeding. I think that's... Yeah, more about uh, paramedic tips uh, by uh, Gizra's CPO. <laughs> so, so what are we doing tonight at the uh, workation? Okay. Um, do you want to hear the food, the food program, or the the, the recreation? <laughs> yeah, we are having training at 5 p.m. We're doing sports together, uh, followed by food. <laughs> After that, we'll probably do some uh, uh, drinking, drinking uh, accompanied with food, and um, yeah, everything is pretty chill here. So I think the moral of this story is if you want to be an account manager, um, Gizra is a really uh, challenging place to do it, but you have great workations. So um, so come join us. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.